gun for hire, like a hitman. Mercenary. Mm. Um, no, specifically for killing. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. I trashed my own house party because nobody came. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the international interfactor. Gentlemen, how does, are we? That does not say international, does it? Intentional. It's all Inten- about intent, Stephen. It's been a long year. Uh, Al, how are you? What have you been doing? Um, since last time we spoke, which wasn't that long ago, given the um frequency of this podcast <laughs> um and i discussed my departure from the hell in years <laughs> um i've stuck my dirty little fingers into lots of dirty little pies um <laughs> metaphorically um and yeah so i've got lots of things going on yesterday i started a, a gardening job oh I say gardening, it was mainly like demolition and uh, chainsaw work. It's not like I'm actually doing anything botanical. Um, but out in the sunshine, it's physical work. It pays more than my job of a design director <laughs> in, a, in a global branding age, agency did. Oh, my God. All right. And it's satisfying and fucking glorious. Um, uh, we've got another cooking festival coming up uh, with, with Sir Stephen. Um and then a planning for the next one that's coming up in August down at the Forge. Um, tomorrow I have a call with a TV production company about a TV show. Um, it could be nothing. It could be the British version of Making Fun. Who knows? We'll find out nice. tomorrow. That's awesome. Um, and I've also been getting through my uh, MOT month. Uh, so the, <laughs> third, the third Vitara has now passed. Hey. Um, next up is the Peugeot and the Proton. They both need full exhaust systems and springs all the way around. So, and mm. potentially welding. Um, so that is going to be, I think, next week is just yeah, yeah trying to or strategically paste bits of plastic trim so I can hide rust holes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, that, that sounds. Pretty fucking good, to be honest, man. Great. Um, it's great for someone with ADHD because I've got so much going on. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds I'm, fucking I'm, great. I've not been bored for weeks. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a, lo- a load of questions for that, but uh, I, that's another conversation. Um, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Mm. Mm. Well, uh, I think I discussed it last time, yeah. So the trailer's still biggest priority right now. And with the weather check-in, Al, it's just very hot. Very hot out here. I have, um, I have, an, I have another build. Sorry, Brett. Something else I forgot. You go then. You go then. Um, I got commissioned to um, build a camper van for someone. Hey. So tomorrow we're going to pick up the van, as long as you mean it's uh, all good, yeah. the vehicle. Uh, it's full kind of sexy budget. Yeah. Uh, Camper van conversion. So, Brett, I am going to be, I am going to be twiddling your little brain for all your knowledge on frustrating camper builds. I've <laughs> learned a thing or two about a thing or two. Nice. Um, and I would, I would absolutely be willing to share what those few months of research did for me. And I can just parse through a couple of the easier solutions. Speaking of, 
with the trailer being in the state that it's in, um, I pretty much finished the interior. I mean, at least to the degree that we had uh, discussed, me and the client. Uh, except for, yeah, last night I finally pulled the trigger on like the last bits of kit that I needed to buy for it. Yeah. Um, which I just been holding off on because even though they were a, ne- a necessity, it was like I just I don't want to I don't want to click a button on five hundred dollars. Like I just don't want to do that. That concerns me. I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. And so I kept it on the back burner as a low priority for a long time. But I finally just pulled the trigger on that. It's still in the budget, so uh, I will have window hardware coming that will be an easy install. It makes all the windows, all eight of the windows will then function properly where they open up and floop out and it'll have airflow in it. So is that hard, nice. hardware for existing windows? Yes. So, so all of not, the you're windows... You're not having to cut and install new windows because that's one nope. thing I'm, I'm bricking about is cutting into a brand new one. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> I only had to... I did that at the very beginning when I was doing the initial demo. I had to cut out and retrim. Uh, a few of the windows and the frames and stuff wasn't it was definitely intimidating but i don't know once i did one it was like okay whatever it looks like it did when i first or it looks like it's supposed to nice the hardware is to the little spinning knobs that actually open the yes the windows and everything oh, is it one way you turn it and it comes out like a like a, yep. an awning nice yep so i'm really excited for those because it will i mean it just it really makes the thing feel like it's come back to life for yeah, yeah. who knows how many years those things just had plywood screwed into the frames. Hmm. There was no glass in them and all the hardware was missing. So it's going to feel really nice to be able to put that on there. Um, part of that expense was also uh, shades for the interior. Cause I was like, well, once I take the, the safety plastic off of all of the windows that I've replaced, it's just going to be clear. And then this sun It'll bake the interior and probably do some not fun things inside of that. Uh, as well, why as did just... you go for spherical windows, Brett? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I could have just done the fucking six thousand dollar windows instead. Uh, but it, it'll help for the time being. And then I, I actually, right before this podcast or a couple hours ago, I did talk to the client. And we had like a really nice catch up. He's very excited. He didn't realize that I was so far along on the project. He was like, oh, you're almost done? I was like, yeah, remember I told you. Like, if we start this, I will just do this for the next however long it takes. So it's been almost four months. I'm on the exterior. Um, Today was the second day in a row that I've woken up at 5.30 or thereabouts, and the sun starts to peak up over the horizon. And then I have about three or four hours that I can work on the exterior before it gets so hot. I can't function, and also the tools don't function. Yeah. I've had my my angle grinders and both the drills that I'm using with wire wheels on them just stop, like full batteries on them. But you touch the exterior where like the vents are or whatever, and you can just—it's so so hot. <laughs> so now my new favorite thing that I haven't—I should take a photo of it for the Patreon Instagram. Tools go. I have a a towel in the freezer, and I just throw the tools in the freezer. <laughs> like just cool <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, that's now that's the new schedule going forward. And I'm really, really crossing my fingers that I'm done by this weekend. Yeah. It's like everybody else is taking off work today and tomorrow. They've all been off for the long weekends. I've just been diligently uh, working because I think I think if I 
if I get good days in, I can finish the trailer by the end of the week. I think nice. the only asterisk on that is what they want the exterior finish to be. And we discussed that this morning when we talked. It was like, because are you going to like mirror polish it, like buff it up and make it all shiny? I was like, I am going to suggest no. Yeah. Because then you're the annoying prick driving a mirror around. Um, and the people that are out here that have like beautifully restored or brand new airstreams, it's my opinion, but I fucking hate how they look. They look really pompous, and you're like, look at my shiny thing. It's like <laughs> when a car has too much chrome on it. It's, it's, no such thing. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the last little bits and bobs are are gonna get done. Um, and it's you know, this is where that visual change that I've talked about multiple times really comes into play. You're where... gonna paint it black. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Matt Black I, Raptor. Yeah, that would have been. I would have. Would look fucking sick. I would have loved to do that. I actually suggested if we could go with like a because initially it was it gonna like, be like an ammonite or something, right? I th I told I I thought That's when we were first talking trailer. that it was gonna be like specifically a traveling blacksmith shop, and then we talked about it being more of just like maker general yeah. maker shop. But when I told him that, I was like, oh, if you are gonna, if you and your other guys are going to put a fleet of these things together, what if the blacksmithing one is black? And he was like, no. Can you get a big enough tank to, like, anodize the whole thing? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I'm kind of wondering, well, anodizing, that's done with, what, it's the electroplating or whatever, and then you have to bake it. I wonder if the sun out here would be just hot enough to bake it on there anyway. You can, you know, the UV curing resin? Yeah. That is almost instant out here. <laughs> I used I used a little like eyedropper of it one time, and it's almost instant because of just our UV levels are terrible. <laughs> and they, <laughs> my weather app will just consistently say, "Don't go outside if you don't have to." And you're like, "Okay, thank you for reminding me that I live in hell." Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the most exciting thing going forward. I get to we did discuss. I get to get paid for it. Uh, I'll be sending off an invoice. That's a very exciting thing, right? Finish these projects and actually get paid. And then I get to uh, work on the sculpture more, which I'm really excited about. And Yay. we have some really good. I told him a little bit more and sent him some photos of. It's the same client for the trailer and the yeah and the sculpture. So I sent him some photos of what I've made so far for the sculpture, and he's like, "Oh my god, man, this is gonna look so cool!" So things are going well. Uh, if it wasn't for the goddamn heat, I'd be <laughs> on cloud nine right now. But Awesome, man. We're Sounds good. good. Um, well, I... I uh, asked. I think I talked about it on the last episode that uh, I had to take the Land Rover in the MOT, um, which was interesting. We are car talk. We are now yeah. car talk. Just for the first 10 Embrace minutes. it. Embrace it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I took that in and... Uh, I already knew that there was a bunch of stuff that was going to fail it. Um, I didn't know quite how much there was going to be. Uh, <laughs> Technically, it, that is illegal, by the way. What? Taking a car for an MRT knowing it's going to fail. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> to be fair, the only thing that I knew it was going to fail on was the... It was downhill all the way. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> was the, the washer fluid. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so I ended up with a two-page list of uh, things that were wrong with the Land Rover. Oh, um, Lord. 
luckily the vast majority of them are um either like consumables like bushes and shit like that or which bushman they're gonna have to go at some point anyway or it was the electronic stuff which i knew was not quite right and i think mm -hmm. i can fix like six of the points by cleaning the indicator stalk and getting that working properly again. <laughs> i was gonna say is this a new wiring harness yeah. situation um, not yet although that is on the cards for when i have time and money oh um, you, you weren't you weren't there at the forge when i arrived steve but basically when i got there the indicators had stopped working on the vitara <laughs> um and so i basically t and this happens on every single one yeah um the the harness to the indicator and the like side running lights is the same harness and they both just rust to fuck and the bulbs rust in the holder yeah they must they must just leak like shit and they're just completely caked on like green like yeah. oxidized rust copper shit um so i'm there outside the forge like smash the bulb squeeze try and squeeze the old bulb out and like <laughs> feather out the like wafer thin like whatever's left of the metal just to try yeah. and get some contact clean it put it back in basically all three cars the exact same things and you can't <laughs> you can't buy the harness, harnesses anymore they don't exist yeah. um and so basically i've had to do the same thing to all three of them <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just there like scrubbing like it's like trying to file off the rust but leaving yeah. enough metal behind that there's still enough to contact great <laughs> love it yeah well this is it. like so with mine i i i want to run new wires through mm. all of the lighting because nice the entire lighting setup is fucking stupid and dumb um and half of it doesn't work and like there's bad earths everywhere and all that and i just want to redo the whole lot but that's that's a time-consuming thing and i just oh, want bad to earth would be a really good name for a novel about like alternative mm. energy and like a, yeah. a tyrant like musk yeah anyway yeah uh but anyway so uh i have so earth brett is when um sensible countries have an electronical system ah. <laughs> it's funny because it's true um but yeah so uh had all these problems with um the lambo i had a full list of stuff so i decided to run away to germany for the week um Woo. because why deal with your problems when you can just run away and eat not well gluten yeah, no, I, I was quite good there was no gluten. cream and pork yeah <laughs> it was it was great um but yeah so went to kels because he had a it's called camp kelski it's basically just um it's almost like a mini maker camp um did you get an invite for that bro was it just was it just steve uh apparently actually al you got an invite you just didn't I fucking ever didn't respond. i fucking did not no, Kiel was saying that he was trying to get hold of you, but you're just fucking useless at responding. All oh, right, fair enough. Um, which, it, to be fair, I mean, let's be honest. Very true. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Definitely. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Actually, Kiel, I, sorry, go on. I'm pretty sure he presumed I wasn't going to be able to go, which was yeah. the right presumption. So, yeah, uh, I would, I would have loved I mean, to, to be have fair, gone. I've not but... seen him for like a month, so you know, he probably <laughs> never crossed his mind. Um. But uh, we did like, point out the fact that there was um, like half of uh, Maker's Waffle, two thirds of two thirds focus, and only a third of um, uh, Falls of Tools. So we have to do better next year. Uh, I also may have volunteered you to do all of the cooking next year because um, Kiel doesn't like cooking. So you 
you got volunteered by me for that. Um, but yeah, it was really I mean, good. It was nice. It was nice to see you running heavy equipment because I was like, hey, Steve's the only other person I know of, maybe besides Kill, because yeah, his well, property, but running so, tractors is one thing I could do. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we because we we got that. Wait, Greg, and... have you got a forklift license? I'm not certified, but I can run one. <laughs> nice. Um, even better. But yeah, I spent the entire weekend getting bitten by bugs. Uh, so, which is why I'm scratching furiously at my arm because just as I was leaving, I got another bite and now my entire wrist is swollen up. Um, and I got to take Joe's hammock and sleep, uh, in the woods in the hammock and it was fucking glorious and mm. I'm never sleeping in a tent again. I'm just taking a hammock with me everywhere I go. Although Joe is a very small human and I am not, and I think I need a larger hammock. Um, but yeah, I did also get to uh, drive the, the um, it was an articulated uh, loader. So it bends in the middle like a dumper truck. Um, and I basically, I, I was off doing something else, came back and Kel was like, can you run the loader whilst I'm in the cage uh, up fucking you know, 15 foot in the air uh, dealing with the heavy beams? I was like, sure. Can I have like 10 minutes to just drive it around to get used to it again? Because it's been a while since I've driven stuff like this and he said no so i just had i just had to get used to driving it whilst he was in the the cage at the front which wasn't terrifying at all um but yeah no that was really good fun it was nice to to kind of do that again um and like despite the fact that there was one person that's got a telehandler license and like one other person that's got a forklift license everyone decided that i was the sensible choice for uh, for driving it um which i think is a compliment um surely the telehandler is just 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 go smooth and slow it's just a normal vehicle at the bottom right <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> well i mean it depends on the telehandler so like uh because i unless you try to go 88 miles an hour and catch the lightning <laughs> rod attached to the ladder yeah um but yeah because i had a uh like grew up with a, a big manitou telehandler and that thing was fucking great um but you could crab steer with that as well it was really fun um but yeah, because it was articulated, it, I had to get used to like turning like a dump truck, and it, like that always freaks me out a little bit. It's um, ironic because you're not articulate at all. <laughs> Cheeky fuck. <laughs> uh, and this is also a saucy episode already. Um, because I've got uh, a fucking keg on draft, and it's really <laughs> easy to just drink frosty pints. Um, because uh, there was nowhere to sit, because everyone else like was sensible and bought chairs and shit like that i didn't so i ended up sat in a wheelbarrow for um the uh the fuck like around the fire pit and i was definitely the most comfortable um but yeah uh so because i i almost didn't make it but thankfully neil as in nmb woodworks um volunteered to pick me up and take me um so i met him in folkestone at andy pew's house and we stayed overnight at, at uh andy's um and discovered that the church bells there because we were staying in the like in a tent in the garden and uh the church bells in andy's village chime every hour throughout the night without fail mm. um that was that that was fun that wasn't at all a, a frustrating uh then drove for what felt like a month through um northern europe uh Neil did a fantastic job of doing that, and we were in a discovery, so I felt happy and comfortable. Um, got there, camped, had a really good time, and then 
did exactly the same thing all the way back. Um, and yeah, the drive back, I think by the end of it, me and Neil, like we'd, we'd already gone through like every uh, kind of like, what product idea can we come up with? What can we do for this? And what can we do for that? And had all these discussions and we just got to the point where we had actual cabin fever. Um, although Neil did introduce me to the fun game of like, you know how like caravans and camper vans all have like weird names, like uh, Regent or whatever, um, which are even funnier when they're in German. Like like a boat or do you mean like the, the, the model? The model name, right, yeah. Okay. And all the model names are stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, Neil's game is to just add the word anal in front of it and see what the best uh, ones you can come up with was. And I tell you what, after being in a car for 10 hours, any of them are fucking hilarious. Um, and uh, oh, and the other thing that I got to do, I got to uh, both Malty and um, Jan bought uh, like their film cameras with them. So I got to shoot some film, which was really, really nice. And I really enjoyed it. And it made me really miss shooting film again. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what photos come out of that. Um, and then today, because I got I got back to the UK late last night, stayed overnight at uh, Malty's place, um, which was very, very kind of him. Um, and then went, because I had some time to kill in London, I uh, I went to the Victoria and Albert Museum um, and took lots of photos of really cool ironworked stuff that I sent to Brett and was like, you should make this, you should make that. Look at this. Yeah, this there's is... nothing like there's nothing like having a full plate and then having your friend go make this. <laughs> make make a forged coffee You're grinder. Doing nothing. Do that this. forged <laughs> coffee grinder. The forged coffee grinder was legit absurd. How beautiful yeah. that thing was, and the amount right. of expertise it would take to fit all of those finials yeah. and make them all look. Oh my god! It, it was break. Fucking nuts. Um, and there was a, a salt cellar, which was like. The actual salt cellar itself was like maybe an inch and a half by like three quarters of an inch. Um, but then that was inside of like an eight inch, uh, like tiny how much salt could he carry? Replica galleon thing. And it was fucking beautiful, but ridiculous. Was it in a bottle? So unnecessary. Uh, it was in a glass cage. Cage? Case. Um, but yeah, and then a glass cage would be cool, like with yeah. glass Ooh. like wire. Glass beads. Yeah, the beads? No, what's the word for rods? Rods. Thank you. Um, oh, I wonder if you could do it with bar. And... Anyway, uh, then longest the... update. From I've, got, I've, got, I've, because... I've got a pitch meeting. I've got a pitch meeting <laughs> before I forget. Um, anyway, so uh, went around and looked at the other things. And one of the other things that we looked at was some paintings, which had uh, like they were done by Michelangelo, Leonardo. Donatello, and it was the the turtles. See, segue. The other one, Raphael. Raphael. Oh, nice, nice. Why did that take? You should so have long said you went through. to the you went to the portrait gallery in London or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've not had a lot of sleep this last week. Um, before we mm. before we get into turtles, gross. Um, before we get into turtles, I've got a pitch for you. Right, you kept saying hammock. We're no use in hammock, but I think you meant hammock. Um, it's ham hock, exactly. But you were saying hammock, right? Joe should make 
Forge branded hammocks, but it's hammer. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoors, you know, yeah. handmade. It could be using the twine from the twine works. Mm. It could be lovely sort of bushcraft hammocks, but they're hammer. Cooks. Hammer. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's beautiful. Tell, tell me another fucking pun branded ha- hammock that you've ever seen. Ever. I- I haven't. That is relevant. I've only ever seen And it's all, everything that Joe loves, being outdoors, making things by hand, local produce. Okay, I I will make him listen to... That is a genuinely brilliant idea. Fucking great idea. (laughs) And and hipsters will fucking lap it up. Get on Kickstarter. Artisanal hammocks. Why are you telling me? Tell Joe. I'm not going to do it. I'm barely organised enough to keep myself alive let okay you, you you've now heard the you've pitch fucking tell jamie camera. tell jamie reader have him put it on the dock and <laughs> i'll get that back to joe jamie anyway, on the spreadsheet <laughs> anyway uh turtles al go turtles right this turtles. is this is this is not tenuous. This is this is this this needs this this needs a tee up. That clarification. This, this, this needs a tee up, right, for you to understand what I'm fucking rambling on about. So, when I, in my previous life as a branding consultant or whatever the you, fuck I used to do, you don't have to say it in my other job anymore. That's I, I know it's great, isn't it? Um, however. I didn't just apply this to branding. I apply this to everything. So when everyone anyone anyone would ask me to do anything. Yeah. My biggest question was not what's the budget, how long is it gonna take, what's your time frame, um, what are your deliverables, you know, what how big do you want the table? It's like, no, that's 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 arbitrary, right? They're they're just hygiene factors that you need to know, right? Yeah. So when 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 you're briefing someone or when somebody is briefing you, all the kind of technical stuff and all the objective sort of rational stuff. That's just a, a fucking Shay given. Don't worry about that, right? Yeah. The biggest thing is what's your turtle, right? And I came up with this concept because one thing, something happened a few years ago which really frustrated me and upset me and it, in a small way, I wasn't that upset. Um, but it was a real shame. And it was when McDonald's changed from plastic straws to paper straws. Now, I wasn't upset because paper straws get soggy when I'm trying to drink my fucking milkshake, right? I don't care about that. Suck it up. Ah! Stop. stop. <laughs> nice little bun there, Faisy. Stop going to McDonald's, right? But the problem was everyone was whinging about the straws for, for a platitude of reasons. One, they were shit. They went soggy. If, after two minutes of drinking, they just disintegrated. You can't say blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then somebody found out that the paper straws were not recyclable because of the glue that they use, whatever, to make this paper straw. But the previous straws, the plastic straws, were recyclable. And so everybody just went mental as if McDonald's ambition was to increase their sustainability creds by introducing paper straws instead of plastic straws. That was not what McDonald's were trying to do. What McDonald's were trying to do was remove plastic from their ecosystem. So, you know, going from polystyrene burger trays to paper, cardboard burger Mm -hmm. uh, burger trays. Um, And the plastic straws thing came about 
because there was an iconic image of a, a sea turtle with a drinking straw in its nose. And that became like the the symbol for ocean plastic and pollution. Mm-hmm. And, and it was uh, in the nineties. It was um, beer, uh, yeah. ring things around turtles' necks or fishes' necks yep. or dolphins' yep. necks or whatever, or seagulls' necks. Co- seagulls covered in oil. All these kind of um, totemic images that people recognize and associate with a cause. So McDonald's took this idea of we don't want plastic in the ocean. And they were like, that's something we can really get behind. We have lots of plastic products. Let's reduce where we can. Some things we can't, some things we can. Straws, a simple one. Fuck them. You can drink out of a cup. You're a fucking big boy. If you can't, here's a straw. Happens to be paper now. Yeah. Nobody, they didn't articulate the story, right? They didn't tell the public that what they wanted to do was reduce plastic. They just changed the straws overnight. Everyone complained, blah, 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 blah. Um, because nobody knew that what they were trying to do was get plastic out of the ocean. They just thought it was like a sustainable thing, like, oh, yeah. remove carbon footprint, blah, 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 get on the gravy train. For once, McDonald's weren't getting on the gravy train. They just had something they wanted to do, and they did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there'll have been focus groups, yada, yada, yada. But it will have all been the wrong questions, basically. They'll have asking the wrong people the wrong questions, and they've been communicating the wrong thing. And so when people found out that it wasn't, the paper straws weren't recyclable. They were like, what are you doing? It's like, well, that wasn't what we cared about. You can only care about so many things. You can't do everything, right? You can't solve every single one of the world's problems because you just can upset someone else if you do. Yeah. So what they cared about was turtles, figuratively, right? So that sort of spawned something in my brain. It's like every time you do something, whether it's a job, whether it's you're briefing someone, asking someone to do something for you, um, starting a project yourself, right? What is the thing you're actually trying to do? And I don't mean I'm trying to forge a, a poker. Yeah. Right. Forging a poker is an arbitrary thing that just yeah. involves what's the several point? steps. What's the, what do you, what's the end goal? Why are you doing it? Why have you got out of bed to do this thing? And that's that's the turtle. So I want you to ask yourself, every time you do something, what is your turtle? Mm -hmm. So, Brett, what's your turtle? (laughs) Just immediately hitting me with that. In general, Brett, what's your turtle? Brett, whilst you think about what your turtle is. um, Oh, I was already ready. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I I went somewhere uh, at some point over the last week where I had like an iced coffee thing and... The lid that they had on rather than giving me a plastic lid with a straw inside of it they just gave me a lid that was made of the same material as the cup so paper with a bit of wax around it that just went on that had a little drinking spout like you'd have for a hot coffee just for a cold drink and i was like why that that's fucking genius why didn't everyone do that then nobody needs fucking straws um, the, the whole cup is just a fat straw yeah i know but i i understand why you just need open your mouth bigger the whole thing's a straw but, but you need the lid, like if you're like driving or whatever, so stop it spilling. So like, I understand that, yeah. but I mean, yeah. Uh, but like, why not just have a, a a lid that you can actually drink out of, like a hot drink, like a Tommy Tippy? <laughs> yes. We I... call those sippy cups. You're welcome. I was just gonna say <laughs> other brands are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, guys. there's a, there's yeah. a lot of statements to be made there about like 
how cults are developed around like here's a fucking giant drink to stick in your gob while you're driving because yeah. you're too here's busy 7, to just stop. Fahrenheit coffee to spill on your legs yeah. and sewers with instead of being like hey if you bring a screw top container that holds liquid we'll fill that for you it's just reusable anyway we're not gonna get on a soapbox about hippie progressive shit that's not what we do here we talk about tools so hurdles what tools we talk about tools 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 al was there he was already ahead of me um al what you're getting at is i've referenced it a couple of times and i even spiffed simon sinek in the past but yeah a lot of this has similarities with game theory i love the way that you can put that because no i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to claim that no, 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 no. With the concept of having a purpose, right? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm just giving it an analogy that that kind of gets people to understand. Oh, fuck! I never thought about it that way. Well, but this is this is something that I feel like we've also had a conversation about. Where I like discussing things with people if there's a challenge or a perspective that somebody wants to kind of inject your way. It's about getting that lowest common denominator. So if you go, oh, have you ever heard of game theory? Like that can almost immediately come across as a bit pompous because then you're like, well, let me explain game theory to you. If you go, what's your turtle? You tell that story that you just told everybody and they go, yeah, really what you're getting at is purpose, but I love the playful nature of how you're establishing this. But if anybody doesn't remember or is listening to this podcast for the first time, would you do that? The, the game theory has a lot to do with the why, right? There's the target and it's like the end product, the beginning impetus. And then like the why is the important part for what I do. If you're asking me directly, what is my turtle? Typically uh, in the last five or, or six years, since I started working on the, the making thing full time, it was a bit selfish. Like if you really bury or boiled it down to the core, it was pretty selfish because I wanted to get better so that I could do things for other people or for myself, learn how to build things, get back to my roots of working with my hands. In that time, I have gotten more keen on, I can help people. I, I can use these skills to go somewhere. I'm actually talking to a couple of friends uh, that live in Arizona. So it, it would be like an eight hour drive. They just bought a house. Young couple just bought a house and they don't know they're tech people. They work on the in the tech world and they don't know anything about house renovations, but they want to fix a bunch of stuff in their house. And this just happened in the last week. They're like, You would you come out and do it? I'm like, I would fucking love to come out and help you guys do that. Because I'm doing that for them, because they are friends of mine. Yeah. Also, we've never met in real life, but we've known each other for four <laughs> years because of video games. Hooray. So my turtle is I want to give back as much as I can. Right. If if you take it into the ethereal existential way of looking at things, I want to leave my circle of the world and my little influenced part of this planet better than how I found it. If I get to have some control over that or i get to add value to that if it's for me and mine i know i did a good job so morally i get to bow out of this situation and go i did good things for good people i tried to help people i don't care about me Mm -hmm. i want what i have to give to add value to the people around me if it happens on a grander scale i think that's 
maybe that was a little bit of the whole like when i got really into the youtube and the community thing it was like i'm gonna i'll be a voice of reason amidst all of these people it's gone away from that and now it's about what can i do that's within more of a reality than than somehow catching all the luck and and catching lightning and bottles on social medias now it's my friends asked me if I'd come help them change the faucets in their bathroom. Like, I know how to do that. I can come and do that because they're terrified and they've called a bunch of contractors and they all want to charge them thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, we'll spend $30 on a part and I'll do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I get to meet people, right, that I'm friends with. So my turtle is pretty much anything I do, I want it to add value beyond me. I want it to be part of something bigger than myself. Um, so, that was the whole crew dynamic with the, yeah. the pirate ship and all that shit. It now it's starting to become more clear what that direction is. Um, so like <clears throat> again, it, it, this isn't some like it's not a dig at you. It doesn't have to be some altruistic like um, spiritual righteous thing. Like your turtle can be. I want a room full of gold coins that I can dive into off a diving board. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also. Your turtle can be different from day to day. Like it's to, today, I'm doing this. Uh, on my next project, my purpose is is, is going to be this, and it can be completely different. So it it, it doesn't it doesn't. It, but but asterisk, you've made it very clear, Brett, that that has always been your kind of goal and purpose, and, and that is admirable. Yeah. Um. See, because I, I listening to Brett explain that, I was thinking like I don't really have a. A purpose. I don't really have a turtle, but then no, but, you, but, but think but, about, think about actually, one I'm fucking think about explaining one, that. I'm think about one project. Think I about am just about to do a fucking dinner. example of exactly. I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna make dinner. I'm gonna do an example, and you fucking interrupted, you fuckhead. Uh, but thanks for you to say. I, I mean, I mean, I just mean no, no. Just, just to it's my fucking turtle, right? <laughs> just to clarify. I don't mean what's your purpose in life. I know that's the. I point. mean, I what's your purpose, make... like? when i take the bins out <laughs> so because you said that after brett's thing i'm gonna uh, i'm, I'm gonna ignore so it i'm gonna be stubborn <laughs> so because you said that it made me think actually that's fucking brilliant because the uh last week when i was doing the um uh the cleaning up the vices for um for joe so we had uh well, I, I think i've got like four or five uh leg vices over at joe's workshop which have been sat there for ages because it was just a case of when we get a moment, we'll clean them up and we'll like restore them and uh, get them back to use. And um, like we were going through it uh, um, on whatever day it was, like the Tuesday, Wednesday. And um, and I started taking them apart. And as I was taking them apart, I was, you know, it's clean. I, it was worthwhile cleaning them all up properly because we didn't want to just like free them up and seize, like stop them being seized. We wanted to have them so that they could be used and look good and be used for a long time to come um so start cleaning them up and we started taking photos i started taking photos and like trying to catch a little bit of video here and there and then was like what the fuck am i doing what what i'm not doing this for a video i'm doing this so that we have two vices that we can take to a festival I to actually, actually use um so stop fucking around trying to take videos of it and just get them done concentrate on getting the thing done that i need to get done like if if i had lots of time then yeah i might add in the purpose of creating a video but 
my my turtle is literally just we've got a festival coming up we've got a shitload of stuff that needs doing and one of them is the fact that we don't have any vices that we can take with us so get them done boom done so that that was my example of a small turtles 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 so you so you're thinking about the 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 sort of I'm not thinking about the grand scheme thing. No, 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 no. Things. But but specifically, you, your your head. What my, my point is, your 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 goal was not to clean vices, Vi. Mm. Um, what you were trying to do was assure that there were going to be smooth running of a festival. Yeah. yeah. And and people were going to be members of the public, punters, whoever, blacksmiths, yeah. were going to have a decent vice each yeah. instead of you know. So you're you're already going ahead. And thinking about the end goal and and I, I think i think you could take it a step further and go your turtle is the public's understanding and enjoyment of of smithing yeah. or, or you know what i mean it's like it's yeah, like yeah. just just think about i mean usually for me it's usually about a person's experience yeah i might be making a physical thing so like the the the, the huge bft table i made right yeah it wasn't about can I design a table? Can I make something out of oak? Can I make something bigger than my shed? You know, it wasn't all these things. It was yeah. Can I get but can I get all my friends on one table? That that was that was the thing that was driving that, and that's why it had to be that long. Yeah. That's what you know. That's why it had to be that strong, thick, stable. It had to you know. That was my turtle was all my friends in one place because it was during lockdown. I'd not seen them. Like all I was thinking, I wasn't thinking about woodwork. I wasn't thinking about fucking gorilla expanding glue. <laughs> you know, my turtle and the thing I was trying to save was my friendship that was being yeah. stripped away from me by a virus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like one of the um, one of the things we used to talk about in like hospitality was you know the the bar manager's job, like their their purpose is to ensure that everyone that comes through those doors has a good night that is their purpose that's mm. all that matters and everyone else that works there their purpose their turtle their job is to make the manager's job easier yeah whether that's by serving customers collecting glasses changing barrels doing whatever like it is or like you know playing good music or whatever their their job title is it's to service the end goal and the end goal is to make sure that everyone has a really good night Mm. Um, it's not to make sure that everyone drinks lots because if you try and do that, you end up in a bad situation. But if you ensure that people have a good time, then not only does it mean that people a come back again and again and again, but also they tend to drink more and they tend to tip better and they tend to spend more. Um, so yeah, like I think, and I think that was one of the the big differences I noticed in working in a few different bars is the people who used that as their purpose was like the 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 turtle was ensuring that people had a good time mm. were far more successful than the people who were just trying to make money because meet targets yeah yeah sell spirit doubles yeah 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 um because sometimes you just got to go with what's working that night but, but also that those like and this is this is something that especially in business and the corporate world people miss the point a lot yeah and Massive. it's like selling doubles is a byproduct people having a good time if people are having a good time they're going to buy fucking doubles yeah you know i mean that should not be your purpose yeah if you, you gotta think about i mean and, and i say it again it, for me it always comes back to the human experience mm -hmm. or the animal experience or, or whatever you know some something 
living has has experienced something because of what you've done yeah mm-hmm. and all the other things that you normally associate with success and goals they're all just hygiene factors they come with it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're arbitrary um and but it, just making that mental shift is really difficult especially when like things like profit are involved or like goals or targets which were all set you know mm-hmm. i don't know it's hard it is hard to make that shift well, I mean, <laughs> so go on um, just a small anecdote, and I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but Al, when I came over to visit and stay at yours, um, we went to that tiny little pub down the street mm-hmm. and just sat and talked about life stuff for a while. It's it's moments like that that are just unique pocket moments, right, that will exist in my memory forever, that there was no goal. There wasn't even like we were working on prepping for make with makers and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get everything solidified. Does everybody have all their stuff in order? Do we need to make more shit? Just being able to have a, a shoot the shit session with you outside of the pub, stuff like that makes it like it adds value to me to have somebody do that. If it was you or really anybody else. But in that moment, I got to have a valuable exchange of time. Mm. with somebody and so that with my like ethereal statement on what is my turtle that is also a reason like i wasn't really there for maker central there was no goal to network market reach a target get sponsors yeah it was a social thing and we were all gathering but i got to have multiple experiences like that which will offset how much money i spent doing that that i didn't have so when you're talking about profit and and when financial things come in mind uh, for those of us that do work on projects or, or, you know, you're making cutting boards and you hope that they sell at a market is you, is your goal money or is your goal profit? I feel like a lot of the people that we roll with, that's not necessarily the thing we need to be able to justify it. Mm. Uh, the time expense or the time and money and, and energy that's expended. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us are more fulfilled because it's something beyond that, right? The goal, the turtle is, you now know the person like uh, Dandles turning bowls. And then that bowl gets to go in somebody's house and somebody will use that bowl for the rest of their life. I bet Dandles isn't sitting there from the beginning of it going, I'm going to make 20 quid on this. And I don't care about <laughs> no. who fucking buys it. There's no chance that that's what he's doing. I, I, I was, I was there. <laughs> and, um, and he wasn't, he was, he was never about that. He was never about the process of, you know, manufacturing wooden bowls. Yeah. He was about people experiencing medieval tableware mm-hmm. and going like what, you know, nobody is eating like, like we used to. And, and I want people to, to appreciate that you can have a wooden plate and a wooden bowl. And this yeah. is what people had for hundreds of years and it was fine. Um, and yeah, he was never like, what shall I charge? <laughs> <laughs> charge what you fucking want. Yeah. I like, cause I, I think this is a very similar sort of thing to, cause I've talked about uh, purpose quite a few times mm. and I think it's, it, it is kind of the same thing. It's, um, yeah, it, it's like, you know, what's the purpose of, of doing this or whatever. And, um, and I think that's, that's a really interesting thing. And I think it, it, it takes a lot to actually analyze that because like you say, like Brett, when you were talking about that moment with Al, that made me think, well, what was the purpose of me going to Camp Kelsky? Like, was it to help Kiel put up a roof on his barn or 
was it to hang out and meet some wonderful people that um yeah and cement some but, friendships i mean just just that that specific example steve when when you were talking about camp gelski in my head he's just the german jimmy yeah and he's making a church yeah so uh, for uh, me honestly dude you you yeah yeah if, I, if i'd have been invited i've been yeah. um, but he but in my head the turtle is this this church yeah yeah because if if turtle. the problem the turtle the, that's a pokemon the, pro, the problem is when you get if you start talking about purpose it again yeah. becomes righteous again yeah and you start thinking like oh it has yeah. to be really meaningful and really deep but it's like no it can it could, yeah. I, I i want a, a a rocket people sit on yeah you know and then that's it's memorable but yeah that, that pub i remember i remember it brett and i drive past it and every time i drive past it apart from they've now made it a fucking pay per park car park but there's nice. no signs and i parked there and i got an 80 fucking dollar fine Fuck so it. it's a bittersweet memory yeah. <laughs> that pub. but yeah i mean like i i think like you say it, it, it is very easy to try and give it some kind of like say like some highfalutin like oh it's to do this and to do that and like no like sometimes the purpose is just to take five minutes to to chill out or to go and see some friends or this thing needs to work because i need it to use it to make food with or whatever like it it can be super super fucking simple um and i think it is way way too easy to try and um give something a a larger purpose or larger turtle than it actually needs like sometimes it's worth going like you know what it it's fine i just the whole purpose of this thing is to just get that vice to work or get that chew on that rack or whatever i don't want to say everyone has to think on the existential level that i constantly do because my brain is a fucking cesspool of that shit but i think it has become so difficult for people to take time out of their day to be introspective to look at the world and their little environment around them and see what they could do uh or what kind of purpose and meaning certain tasks actions thing that they build how it can be used to throw positivity into the world even if it is small things like you taking your garbage out what if your neighbor has been night tonight actually so thanks for the reminder there you go but if you take your bin out and you realize that your neighbor's bins aren't out and they're going to miss it and you're like, oh, you know what? I know they're dealing with a lot or they have kids and they probably forgot. Do you go wheel it out for them and never say a word? Also you, illegal. Well, that's what? fucked up. Yeah, you're not allowed to interfere with an, uh, another person's waste. That is stupid. I've never been arrested. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure no one's gonna <laughs> even with the examples that all three of us have talked about and just knowing you guys as well as i do steve you even mentioned it i think on the last podcast where you're like oh i need somebody to kind of tell me what to do you know i'm really different from you guys because i can't just wake up and like think of shit it's really good for you to have somebody that can kind of yeah. direct your day or give you at least a little bit of a direction i think you find value and joy in being useful and people recognize that and whether or not you've put a pin on it, I've never seen you, whether in person or like, I've never heard about stories that you've told where you're not the first person to sign up to be useful. Whatever the task is, you're like the first one to jump on and get after it. And that is extremely valuable. 
And that adds value to everybody else around you because then you become a reliant person. They're like, I bet I can ask Steve because he's a good guy and he'd help me do it. I can see from an outsider's perspective what kind of value you've added to people's lives, Steve. If you're like, I don't really know what my turtle is in the grand existential scheme of things. Pardon me for throwing that at you, but I think you have done nothing but add value to people's lives over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I, Al, you're the I'll same way. You. I just talk about you plenty. So it's like, it's fuck off. This is about Steve right now. I, yeah. I, I let's still say get that. quick save. Steve doesn't um, take compliments either. This is going to be weird. Is Whatever this reply hey, is. Quick save you don't get anymore. All right. I was just saying you're like the quick save of humans. <laughs> really good value. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, and I think that's that's fine to have. Um, but uh, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Uh, it, it's fine to have that kind of extra existential kind of like overarching, like what is my purpose for all of the things. But I think, like Al said, like it, it's good to to realize that you know your your turtle for the day or the task or whatever doesn't need to necessarily even feed into that. It can literally just be, I need to eat today, therefore I have to cook. Which feeds well me into one of my turtai. It's a very mm. arbitrary one, um, but it's something that kind of stuck with me for a few years. And it was similar to a turtle in that it had a hard outer shell and delicious insides. Dime bar! No, that's the other That's round. the opposite. I think Armadillos! Armadillos. Um, that's a niche reference. I, I had a turtle for years, which was a fridge. That's not a turtle. That's a that's a fridge. It's hard on the outside, and it's got delicious oh, things on the inside, nice. right? But my my turtle, blooded. my turtle was 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 a was cold blooded. Nice. <laughs> that was way funnier than it should have been. <laughs> when you open it, a light comes on. Um, but my turtle for years was a fridge. Yeah, and basically everything I did was about. I wanted to one day buy my own fridge. Mm. And with that came the metaphor of like providing for myself, feeding myself, it being full of food, not having to worry and stress about where my next meal was going to come from. Yeah. And the fridge was my turtle for years. And it's it to 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 say to somebody, why are you doing this? Because of a fridge, it means nothing. <laughs> and it, and they wouldn't understand. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's about why it was for me. It was my turtle, it was my own personal turtle. Yeah. Um and it was like why I went to work. Mm -hmm. I was like, one day I'm gonna save up and I'm gonna work this job. So I save up money and I buy a fridge. And in my head it was this beautiful, massive two-door American fridge with a fucking ice cooler in one side and fresh water in the other side and like space for days and all this stuff. But that that isn't what happened. Yeah. But the, the day and, and it was five years ago. So I, I got it. Took me to the age of thirty-five to buy my own fridge, right? And it it was it was just felt amazing. It was like the satisfaction of having this turtle for years weighing yeah. on me. Yeah. Um, the heavy things turtles like fridges are, um, and <laughs> and it made it all worthwhile. And then I could move on, and I could have another turtle. Nice. Do you remember the very first thing I shared that I put in this place when it was running on solar? I bought a fridge. Yeah. I would have never thought about that, but now I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't know it was a turtle, but that was the most important thing for me yeah. is I, I have never purchased a fridge and it was the first thing I bought here because then I could put food in it and cold exactly. water so that I could drink. Oh, that's exactly. really amazing. I, I like this idea of the smaller or day-to-day -day turtle stuff. I'm probably in the wrong mindset right now because the two biggest projects I have that are turtles 
for me have been months. Yeah. So maybe I've kind of lost sight of what it means to have those day-to-day wins because really I've just been waking up every day with a massive project ahead of me. I need to be reminded of that sometimes. Some days yeah. it's good for me to have a turtle that is just me. Yeah. Because the thing is you can't you can't feed other people if you're not feeding yourself. Like it's you you've got to look after yourself first. And uh I I just, just before Steve tenuously segues into spiffing, the big the biggest thing for me about about this metaphor, right, is that you have to be able to communicate unless it's something that's just personal, like the fridge yeah. thing was irrelevant. But I lived on my own. It was my fridge. It had my food in it. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. But if someone else is involved, the moral of this story, right, is you need to be able to express the turtle. Yeah. And, and that's what McDonald's didn't achieve. They didn't tell people that they were trying to save the turtle. They just assumed everyone thought plastic was bad. Mm. And, and and again, it's back to assumptions of the brother of all fuck-ups. Don't just assume that people know why you've done something. And if you if if you can express why you've done something and tell them about your turtle, and that turtle can be unique, it can be weird, abstract, doesn't matter. But if people if people get it, yeah, they'll go, Oh shit, that's why Steve's doing that. Yeah. That's why Brett's gone with all this fucking effort. We go, why didn't you just buy it? <laughs> you know, yeah. If if you can articulate your turtle, it will make life so much easier and it will avoid assumptions and internet people. You can just like no yeah read the description my turtle's in there that is basically exactly what i was going to say basically as long as you like you your your turtle can be a a big overarching thing or it can be an individual like it's it's down to you as an individual what your your turtle is and um and i think you put it so much better than i could but you know the my my turtle for for making that whole speech would have basically just been to get to be able to say spiffing. So just saying spiffing is spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. In which case, Al, do you have an order? It's Azub. Azub, which means you are first. And when I think of Azib, I think of Azerbaijan, and then I think of that cooking channel that Brett told me about. I don't think of that. What do you think of Azerbaijan? Uh, that means you've got to do your thing. All right, fucking hell. Um, so I've gone down a mushroom rabbit hole, if that's a thing. Um, a rabbit hole filled with mushrooms, and I or don't a rabbit hole it. inside a giant mushroom. I don't mean in a Phil Dark Star way. I've gone down a mushroom rabbit hole. I just mean I've been learning about mushrooms. Um, and there's a fantastic book called Entangled Life. Um, and I also thought about you, Brett, because at one point he references that dude who drew all the awesome anatomical like sea creatures and shit in that Ernst, book. Ernst yes. Haeckel. Yeah. Ernst Haeckel. Um, but the book is about the mycelium and the network and all the fantastic things that mushroom do and the interplay with the natural life and all the things you didn't know. And it's not about mushrooms. Mushrooms are a tiny arbitrary part of the mycelium's life. Um, and just open your mind and learn about how the world works and how basically how everything works is to do yeah. with fungus. Um, yeah. And their interconnection and their history and how they affected the planet um, and super fucking cool learn about it and then also 
The Last of Us and things like that. <laughs> also about mushrooms. Um, but yeah, Entangled Life, it comes in real book form, but you can also obviously find it on things like Audible and listen yeah. to All right, it. don't That's... say that with such a condescending tone. And not only because I stopped my subscription and now I'm bitter because I don't get to fucking listen to audiobooks anymore. Um, <laughs> boy. Uh, uh... I think it's actually the author Merlin Shendrick, who, which his name even sounds like a mushroom. Yeah, um, I think he is the one rating it as well. So, oh, nice! It's a nice, it's a nice book to listen to. Um, just on that, you mentioned Last of Us. Yes, I haven't actually watched that yet. Is it any good? Is it worth watching? It's most yes. good. Cool. Most most uh, good. I like that. Uh, Episode good. three is a. Award-winning episode, like if oh that yeah, that, just I mean, win that show. It is fucking yeah. amazing. That's the only thing that I know about it because everyone was uh, going on about it the other day. Um, There's a reason. The uh, what was it? Yes, the book. Sorry, uh, actually sounds really good. I might actually have to get that. That sounds really cool. Um, good shout. Uh, as of which means I'm next. I'm next. Uh, so I'm gonna spiff. I think we may have spiffed him before. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm going to spiff, spiff Neil. Nile. Not, not Niall. <laughs> I had a conversation with him about this. And it's, although it's spelt Niall, it's Neil. It's just the fact that he's Scottish and that's how they spell it. And they're weird up there. Uh, but it is just Neil. Neil. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Neil um, from NMB Woodworks. Um, basically, he drove from Edinburgh to Folkestone and then from Folkestone to. Germany, somewhere in Germany. I don't know where Kiel lives. It's an hour away from Hamburg, maybe? Somewhere. It's a it's an hour away from somewhere in Germany. And Germany's fucking massive. Um but yeah, uh drove all the way along there um without a single complaint was an absolute pleasure. He drove to be with. He drove. Right. He insured he insured me on his discovery and then didn't ask me to drive once. Um which uh was incredibly kind of him. Um, although we did both uh almost go insane uh on the M25, like survived the entire journey, all fine. The M25 nearly killed us. Um why were you on the M25? Because uh he was going up to Cambridge, but he and he wanted to do the M25 before, like because we arrived on Sunday night. He wanted to do it Sunday night rather than trying to do it Monday morning. Um so he wanted to get up to Cambridge to sleep up there before driving up to um edinburgh and i was spending the night in london so he dropped me in on the way um and i got to go on the elizabeth line which was the new tube line and i was genuinely so excited about it because i'm a fucking weirdo um but yeah uh neil is just a fucking lovely lovely wonderful human um such a prick uh who I'm really glad that I met um, at, I think, Makers, whatever year it was. Um, but yeah, it was just fucking nice getting to spend a, a bit of decent quality time with him. Um, lovely bloke, uh, doing lots of cool things. He's also got, uh, as well as like selling the stuff that he makes and all that, um, he's got, he's just launched his merch shop uh, or merch, launched it a little while ago. Um, and he's got a bunch of stuff on there that's print on demand, so you can get it in all your sizes and stuff like that. Um, but it's actually good quality print on demand to the point where I want to speak to him about it for doing some moonshine and maybe some fools with tool stuff on mm. print on demand. Um, 
and uh and yeah like and it's not just like nmb uh branded stuff um mm -hmm. there's like will make for caffeine and some cool mugs and stuff like that so yeah go and check out his stuff and send him lo some love because he's a wonderful person um yeah that's it brett i can get uh Right, so it's now been established. If you send me a gift, I will spiff you. If you <laughs> chauffeur Steve or cater to him in any way, he will spiff you. Yes. Some rules going forward. Uh, right, my spiff. Uh, I have officially listened to every episode of this podcast that got uh, I became aware of. It's called What Went Wrong, and it is movies. It's all about movies. And so any of you who are listening who want to hear about blockbusters and huge failures and flops. Is the whole or... thing just about Jorovelsky's Dune? <laughs> they didn't. Every episode. One of the more recent episodes is Dune. Um, Howard the Duck is the most recent, which is just fucking hysterical if you've never seen that movie. The, the thing that I like most about it is that they're not critical. They they really don't go in there and what just destroy movies. Yeah, it's just black box thinking. Yeah, how many things went wrong? It is a miracle that these movies get made. It's so difficult. There's so many people involved. Some of the episodes are really kind of heart wrenching of just like the terrible shit that people went through, especially the older films. I did not know that Judy Garland was the second lowest paid actor in Wizard of Oz. Only the only person that got paid less was Toto, the dog, because she was young and female and no one knew who she was. So fuck her. She's the lowest paid person, even though she's the lead. It's really amazing. And even though I I do love film and I've heard some of these stories before, their whole thing is deep dives. So they'll tell you about what went wrong with the catering on an episode just because like the food went bad. You know, you don't hear about those things, but. They have a really good choice that they've gone through. Most of the movies, if you are a film lover, you've probably heard of most of the movies that are in there. I think Waterworld is probably one of the more interesting ones. And actually, kind of made me like Kevin Costner a little bit more. If you watch that movie and were like, what a garbage heap, listen to that episode and go, hey, you know what? It's, it's kind of miraculous that they even pulled that out. So it's a fun one to listen to. I think the hosts are just getting better the longer it goes on, too, because it is a relatively new podcast. I think there's only 30 or 40 episodes. And I'm anxious to see how they keep moving forward. They're growing, and, and I think they're doing a really fucking great job for people that are movie nerds like me. Yeah. Sounds great, man. Um, yeah. Genuinely might have to check that one out. Uh, also, I've been I've been watching movies that they've done just to like... Watch them. <laughs> I didn't realize The Abyss was such a shit show until i listened to their podcast and then immediately good luck finding the abyss anywhere online because james cameron basically ripped rights yeah. away from everybody yeah. uh but that movie is horrible in a, in a way sorry the movie is amazing but what the actors went through is horrible yeah and like when you watch, like rewatch something with like that new insight it just gives you a whole new appreciation for it. But like, because that's why I, I both love and hate um, uh, Cinefix, because every time I watch one of their videos, I walk away going like, well, I've got a list of 15 films that I now need to watch. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, cool. Good shout. All right. 
is there any other business? Oh, I've got a life hack. Ooh, go um, on. Um, turn the fucking gas off on your welder. Yes. If you don't, when you go back, it, the tank will be empty. <laughs> just turn it off. Yeah. As in, shut the full can. It don't just turn the handle. No. Or turn it off at the welder. Don't do that. No. Turn the actual canister off. Yeah. Yeah. That's Close why I always it. turn the key off. And it, yeah, every time. I don't have a life hack. I do, however, have an email from Alan. Oh, no. I mean, it's kind of a life hack, right? Can we shoehorn this into being a life hack? No. No. Uh, so it starts off with I'd honestly forgotten what joke I'd sent in last time, and it made me laugh. Well, thanks, Alan. Uh, and then he goes on to, I've opened a gym where the instructors would go door from door to door to try and get people to uh, to tell people all about the benefits of joining up. I've named it Jehovah's Fitness. I approve this joke. Yeah. <laughs> Other religions are available. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, Alan, feel free to not email in again. Uh, for everyone else, um, if you want to get in touch with us at the show, then you can email into hello at fwtpodcast.com. Uh, we're also, you, yeah, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Mooncho Marrocks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Yes, you can. Which we now, go. well, not quite now. Is a, an official registered business. Hey, that all was, my filthy endeavors are run out of. I, w- I was literally about to say, which you can find is now a limited company. <laughs> a li- it is a limited company, yeah. Hey, yes. And if you want to find us as a group, then we are fools with tools in most places. Uh, I think that's it. So until next time, go out, hug a turtle, do whatever it was that Al said. Um, and we love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.